Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Somebody Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak. To get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now, only on 7 News at 5. I guess 2020 is coming to a close or whatever. I guess we can say goodbye to this shit house of a year. And yeah, I'm going to bring up a little number from 2004 styled by the genius named Jojo. Get out, leave right now. Why, it's the end of you and me. It's too late now, and I can't wait for you to be gone. Cause I know about her, who, and I wonder why, how I brought out all the lies. You said that you would treat me right, but you were just a waste of time. 2020. You said we were going to have perfect vision this year, and the vision (laughs) is clear. Fuck off. I'm ready for the new year. 2021 is barging in like a lion. And all you haters out there just being like, well, it's not just like, just because the year ends, like anything's going to change. Um, yeah, a couple things are already going to change. First of all, the (laughs) vaccines are getting out there. Second of all, the fucking guy's going to leave that big house. There's immediate things happening at the beginning of 2021 that are abjectly better than how things have been. So I actually will say no. I think things are hopefully going to turn around in a big way in the coming months and also in the year symbolism people everyone who's like yeah. oh, not gonna Symbol- right away. Yes. i need symbolism dicks i yes of course <laughs> of course nothing's dicks. gonna change <laughs> but i need to tell myself that this is we are fucking closing the door on this shit year i need to tell myself that the next year's gonna be better will it i don't fucking know but of course you tell yourself that you have to. We, you're right. Symbolism, 100%. It's how we carry ourselves. It's what we surround ourselves. This year, I've been a bit of a pig pen. I feel like <laughs> I am covered in dirt, and I'm surrounded by a cloud of sadness yeah, at all times. Dust cloud around you, and it's just so <laughs> weird. And you're always like uh, talking to people, uh, your parents, and they go, wop, 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 And it's honestly, it's better that way, especially after the <laughs> holidays. It was better that that's all I hear. But I am coming. I'm going into the new year with a renewed sense of positivity. We have to conjure it within yourself. Do a ritual. Read a book you haven't read that you love, but you haven't read in a long time. What? I, you know what? I'm not usually a resolutions person. But this year, 2021, I'm going to read more books. 
I have stopped in my depression during the pandemic. I'm tr- I was trying to ad- identify something that I lost within myself through this year. And I have barely been able to read since the start of all of this. And I'm done. I miss escaping through literature and uh, we can't travel. We're not gonna be able to travel at least for a while. These things will still at least be a part of us, but I can travel in my mind (laughs) and I'm going to be. And a good friend of mine, beautiful Kep, who used to live with Holden and Kissel sent me a trill. I guess it's not a trilogy. I think there's eight of them called Mistborn that Uh, I know that the internet is aflame with. He sent me the first three and I'm starting it. This weekend. Fantastic. And I I, uh, continue to want to read, but every time I get into bed, it seems most every time I'm too drunk to. So I am (laughs) going to try to be sober enough to read a couple of chapters of a book. Chapters of a book. Chapters. When I go to bed, which will hopefully coincide with this insane move that we're trying to do amidst all this. But I just have to do it and I'm going to do it as protectively as possible, but I cannot sit in this one bedroom anymore. Oh my God, I've become Bill Cosby. And well, I, don't say that. <laughs> can't do those things Back anymore. Before, but, you know, before, before all the stuff. Jeffrey, my name is Jeffrey. I'm four years old. <laughs> Bill Cosby himself, unfortunately, still makes me smile. I uh, try not to, please. to watch it, but I still got the VHS, so it's not like I'm giving him any money. <laughs> oh, well, this, is the, this is the hill we're dying on, but either way, uh, I am Bring very it in 21 with 2021 with Bill Cosby. <laughs> uh, sorry. Molly, do you have anything that you would try that you, I mean, I know that that's a lot to ask. Um, but is there anything that you are thinking of for your future that you are going to work on? PCP, LSD. Figure out a way to work PCP in. <laughs> uh, well, I will say that you are definitely not the only one who has stopped reading. Um, one of my best friends also uh, said that he hasn't been able to read anything since the pandemic started because I also haven't read anything. I used to read on my commute, so I blame that. Uh, yes, um, that's a big part of it. To, read on the trains and I I blame not being in New York but uh, girl you've been here for three years fucking get your shit together (laughs) and it's so nice to read I've noticed that there is a pattern of needing low commitment stuff so it's not just books it's um, even like a big video game, like a really like engaging out, you know, you dump hours into a video game is ha- a hard commitment for me lately. And I've realized this why I've been really into comedians and cars getting coffee because oh. it's 15 minutes long. It's such low commitment. You you throw it on. You're like, I could watch one of these. I could watch eight of these. I don't know how many I'm going to watch, but I'm just going to watch these little chunks. And I it constantly changes. And it's also fun to watch That's people my nickname. drive around. and uh, Little chunks. Little chunks. And, and uh, it's nice to just watch people <laughs> drive around and go to public spaces and communicate with each other. That's the other part. I In like. terms of reading yeah, and commitment, that? I this was what, you know, years and years ago. But I was like, I had gotten into a bad habit of only I would like read like. I would like choose like an aspirational, like really like smart and intelligent nonfiction book and then like Mm. not read it. Yeah. And I had a roommate that was like, I always have a nonfiction book that I like have been meaning to read and a fun fiction book. So I took that and I just gave up on reading nonfiction entirely. And now I just exclusively read extremely sugary fiction and like the big little lies, you know, every Mm -hmm. book that the Mm -hmm. uh, big little lies author has written. Um, Little big truths. You've got medium (laughs) sized. I'm still reading that. 
the Twilight books, obviously, on Patreon, but I don't count that because I feel that that is... Um, That's work. Uh, honestly, it's almost not even escapism because I will say if you are following along with Jackie's Book Club on the Patreon, I cried through the second half of the chapter that was released on Christmas because oh, wow. it brought up a bunch of weird issues from my past. <laughs> and um, and then, then I talked about it in the middle of the chapter <laughs> as I cried. And oh I apologized God, I for crying on Christmas. Uh, it was... <laughs> You know, there. You think that sometimes you think they're sugary, and you're like, "Oh my god!" But why am I thinking about uh, the times I thought about suicide? Good old trauma. Uh, um, just never lets you go, does it? But uh, never lets you go. <laughs> Rears its never ugly head. Smiling. I love how Jackie. Neither of us have said the real big issue that we have, uh, which is making everything we do into work. Uh, everything that we do for fun, we turn into work, and you and I both have this addiction, and uh, it's a whole situation. We need to work out probably individually in therapy, or maybe we could do couples therapy, Jackie. Oh, that would be I fun. I thought about it. I've, right? I thought about getting into couples therapy with you, but I've also thought about getting into couples therapy with my with brother Henry. before. Yeah. We've talked about this like legitimately many also, times. Jackie, and I would even be interested in making this into work, which is sadistic, but I want to get my will going when I'm out there, and you should do it with me, and we could even cool. do, turn it into a show. I think like that a people, yeah, and then people can um, can donate, or we'll do it over Japanese. People can donate money <laughs> to what we're going to put into our will, and we'll come. I have literally nothing to my name. Yeah. I own nothing. I have nothing, mm-hmm. and I think that would only ever give on debt. I don't even know if that's oh, something but, that but can Jackie, happen. But Jackie, so much more than that. I want uh, Taylor Swift's Wildest Dreams to play at my funeral. You're hearing me say that right oh, now and for posterity. Okay. But also, all the pull the cord questions you have to answer. That's the biggest that's part. That's the hardest part about doing that's the, the You really have, you have done to it, get Molly? in. Yeah, yeah. We you did have it. to with kids. Yeah, so. we did like it right before I talked before to you kids. about this. Did I talk yeah. to you about this on page seven? I don't think so. Okay. Um, but I, I will say, uh, you know, for those of you out there who know that I love puppets, the only thing that I bequeath in my will was my two handmade puppets. My three, th- all my puppets. I have two handmade ones. Are they to me and Holden? They, I'm yeah. sorry. They are to my friend Guy, who uh, is the first, my best friend, who I made puppets with in college. And but like, well, I, I don't have anything. At, like none of my belongings have any value. So you know, when we were doing it with, you know, it was so you know, Gideon is a lawyer and he knows lots of lawyers. So one of his friends who does like. Uh, wills and stuff for queer people was like my wedding present to you is doing this for you, um, oh, which amazing. was very very sweet. But dude, that's fucking rad, super rad. But we were going through and you know she was like, uh, you know, think about like things you know where you want your things to go. And I was like, well, yeah, it can all go to Housing Works, like you know for uh, you know for people who need things. Like I don't have anything to. And she was like, anything that you like really want to make sure goes to like one person. And I was like. Okay, well, my puppets, my two handmade puppets need to go to God. <laughs> That's the only thing. <laughs> Not to your children. I love That is fucking nah, hilarious. Need puppets, what are they going to do with them? They're too young. Be terrified <laughs> by them? Yeah. Be frightened by them so much that they jump out a window screaming. Well, guy, guy would then be charged with, like, you know, cultivating a love of puppetry in them, you know, but it's. it's <laughs> I'm get, they're going to get everything actually, else. Molly, They'll be fine. I'm going to ask you on air because I forgot to ask you beforehand. 
Did your children enjoy all of the instruments that I sent them? You <laughs> sent the instruments? That was you? That we have been trying to figure out who sent the fucking... Oh, my God, Jackie. I got a text Gideon right now. This You sent the bag of instruments? I sent the instruments. I sent the creepy Cyclops book for... Yeah, for... for it was a creepy book for babies, and I sent the uh, Melissa and Doug... Anatomy uh, puzzle, like b- anatomy puzzle <laughs> that I because again <laughs> I was like I the best part I'm sorry that I'm asking you on here I figured that Amazon didn't put a thing in evil Amazon I want to forever send my friends with kids the most annoying presents I can Wow I that's great This is so funny because so so we got the package on Christmas Eve. Uh, my I'm in a pod with my parents who watch my kids when I do schoolwork, so they were at my house and and uh, and my brother and his partner and the package came and we had been like okay you get to open one package for you know you get to open one present on Christmas Eve and then the rest tomorrow and so they had already opened something and then the package came like at like you know 5 p.m. or something and yeah so uh. And maybe there was a thing in it and I just didn't because my mom was like, oh, that might be like your uncle who sent who said he sent something. So we assumed it was him. Um, And so we opened and it is a backpack full of the noisiest musical instruments you could possibly imagine. There are so many of them. There's like 35 instruments. There's like there's like there's so so many many egg shakers. There's so many tambourines. There's two whistles. I already confiscated one of the whistles. There is there's a xylophone. There's a triangle. It's like the the noisiest percussion instruments you could possibly imagine. Hell yeah, there are. And I thought my uncle had sent it and I was like I can't like hide this if, if my uncle I can't take this away from them if this was like a loving family member gift and then it turned out no, my uncle's gift came away. a couple of days later it was it was soft pre- soft a soft Ernie plushie and a soft Elmo plushie and I was like if it wasn't him then who was it and I was like who was it who was it and so I was like oh my god maybe there was a thing and I didn't even see the thing I'm never gonna know who sent these fucking instruments I did it it was you Jeff talked to me Jeff talked me out of buying them a drum set <laughs> I wanted to buy them a child's drum set and he's like a I think they are too young and b you cannot. <laughs> He's like, at least so like mean. an egg shaker you can take away from them. Where are you going to hide a drum set? Yeah. They- yeah, exactly. I can't exactly. believe that was you. Because I remember you sent us a very sweet gift last year, but I did not. Oh, my God. I'm so, A, so happy I know who sent the mystery bag of musical instruments. B, I'm so happy that you'll be okay with it if I hide it from them. Hide them. You must hide them. I. It, it is my only, it, it, I have very few friends with children, and I love it because Henry is the one, I mean, we've talked about this before, Henry is the one that will give educational gifts like when we had a Holocaust Christmas for my niece so that she could learn about the Holocaust in April, Holocaust season. <laughs> But he's the one that teach like gives the the informational things, and I'm the one that gives the loud things. And together we make the worst aunt and uncle that you is could horrific. ever meet. That wow. is horrific. I mean, to, they love it. And I, you know, for those who don't remember, my children are two and one, so a bag full of percussion <laughs> instruments. Big hit. They love it. They Zelda is very upset because she wants to be able to hold all four egg shakers in her hands at once, and her little hands of are too course. small. 
But of course she does. They they love it. Also, I just want to give a shout out to all the uh, ladies in their 30s holding up their newly gifted baby Yodas uh, on Christmas Day. I uh, also gave my wife a baby Yoda and she <laughs> baby Yoda was stuffed in the stocking and she didn't see it for a little while. And then at one point she turned and, and saw baby Yoda peeking out of the stocking. And she just went, Grogu! Grogu! And she started slowly walking towards it. I was like, Lexi, we can't pull out the stuff in the stockings yet. We have to wait till gift time. And she's just like, but Grogu! Like she just was in a trance and it was terrifying, but... Uh, also, <gasps> Jeff opened up my world to expectation versus reality on Reddit. And if you look up expectation versus reality on Baby Yoda on Reddit, of all of the poor saps that bought fake Baby Yoda stuff, that when it showed up, it looked nothing like Baby Yoda. That's so, so funny. scary. It's so funny. Look up expectation versus reality. I believe it was on Reddit of Baby Yoda. So I funny. I love that. Because, yeah, I think Horrifying. I got mine through Disney. I got, like, the plushy one, though. I didn't get the, like, weird, creepy animatronic one. No, it's cute. I know. <laughs> she wants to snug up on something. She wants to hold it and pretend it's her child so uh yeah, she you know. wants snug i get it i get <laughs> that she wants snug but i guess who also wants snug this year who is not going to be cuddled by the internet or by the world interesting yeah, transition we're talking about hilaria baldwin <laughs> we've got to talk about what i had to look into this because of course the world has been set aflame by hilaria baldwin Posing as a person from Spain for most of her life. Now, I looked into it because I never want to call someone out that like, oh, is this just the Internet being the Internet again? And, and you know, putting someone's head on a spike for no reason because it's the holidays and there's nothing else happening. Nah, dude. This is kind of fucked up. It's so funny. <laughs> it's, but like, it's hilarious. It's like hilarious to me. I've, you know what I mean? I, don't, I feel like it's less rage inducing. Everybody's just being Nelson from The Simpsons right now, just it, pointing yes. the finger. <laughs> yeah, that's what's great. It's no, it, like, there's no real righteousness to be had. Like, like her approach is like, wow, everyone is being a little bit righteous, but it's like. You kind of said you were from Spain and you're not from Spain. You're from Boston. You kind of speak with a Spanish accent and you aren't Spanish. It's it's a little bit. It's a little bit of a whoops. It's it's like but she was basically a white American lady pretending to be a white European lady. But because Americans don't understand colonialism, there's like this association of like Latina with Spain. And that's actually not like Spain. The the European country Spain colonized Latin Separate. America. It is it is a different <laughs> ball game. But there's like this. But as a result, she's had had this walked this very bizarre line of being like on the cover, like like being like on the cover of Ola magazine and like multiple uh, times, multiple times. Um, her bio for CAA says that she's born in Spain. Uh, Alec Baldwin went on David Letterman and did like an impression of her accent and said, my wife is from Spain. And all along, she was just Hillary from Boston. Her real name is Hillary Hayward Thomas. <laughs> There's a hyphen. She was born in Boston to parents David L. Thompson Jr. and Dr. Catherine Hayward. She is also 
I think that this is one of those things. I feel like it's the same kind of thing when I talk to my mom and she's like, I still feel like I'm 33. Like, I don't understand. Like, I, I know that I'm older, but then she is a thir- she's 36. And in my brain, I was like, oh, my God, but she's like a real adult. She's only three years older than me and she's a real adult. She's a wellness guru and she's only three years older than me. I feel the same way every time I find out that Beyonce is around my age as well as Adele being younger than me. I'm just same. like. What have I yeah. done with my life? But <laughs> that's, that's a, weird a whole one. other ball game with the new year. So she was born. So if you are not aware, Hilaria Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's wife, they have five children together. Very attractive wellness guru. This all kind of started because Amy Schumer put posted a picture, which I thought was actually pretty funny because Hilaria Baldwin, I believe, gave birth to a child this year and looks amazing. Whatever she did, she, I mean, her body is very, very tight, even though she gave birth to a child not too long ago. So Amy Schumer posted a picture that Hilaria Baldwin had posted of herself with her very young baby and made a joke about her own baby body about how she got her baby body back even though you know i i don't understand how someone can look like that after giving birth not too long ago i believe it has something to do with lots of money and having many trainers (laughs) and uh so she posted this it all kind of started everything kind of opened up on the internet that she has been that hilaria baldwin real name hillary has been appropriating spanish culture for 10 years. So she has now come out in multiple interviews in the past couple of days. I feel like saying appropriating Spanish culture is always a boring way to say it. She's been pretending to be a woman from Spain. From Spain. Yeah. For <laughs> three years. That lady. is the funner way to put it. I, I get it that she's appropriating, but that is the funner way Complete to say it. Complete with, with speaking in yes. a Spanish accent. Having a weird ass, is this even a standard Spanish name? Hilaria, which is just... Hillary, but Spanishized. And and saying she moved to New York City when she was 19. Yeah, and so, and this was, in addition to the Amy Schumer thing, there was. Yeah, she did move to New York City when she was 19. Right. From Boston! <laughs> <laughs> After going, and she, it wasn't like, and she's, yeah, so she went back and forth. Right, and there was also a Twitter thread, uh, like, a, a, I, I think preceding the Amy Schumer thing, there was a Twitter thread uh, uh, from somebody whose Twitter handle is Lenny Briscoe, uh, uh, also like putting this out there, and then the t- so, so, right. So, so now there was this whole Times thing today about it, and right. She's like, well, I went back and forth a lot, and and, and she does appear to be bilingual in in Spanish, uh, and so she she's bilingual. She went. She spent a lot of time in Spain. Crucially, that is not the same thing as being Spanish. Sounds like she had a wealthy family who loved Spain and vacationed in Spain a lot. got to be in Spain most of the, like half the of the time she Great. was in Spain. And so in Spain, she was called Hilaria. Like that was what she was referred to. And so she decided to then change her name. When pretend she moved to here. be Spanish. Uh, pretend is pretending. <laughs> She's <laughs> pretending to be. She's pretending to be Spanish. So check this out. Doing. So check this out. First of all, I made the analogy of like it's like I was called Horacio in my <laughs> Spanish class because my teacher had no idea how to make my name into from Holden into a Spanish name, and it's like as if I was like I love that I'm just going to be Horacio at PE, 
in theater class. I'm just going to always be Horacio at now for wherever I go. But also the other analogy I had in mind was um, my la I like this person a lot. So if you ever end up hearing this, I like you a lot. Just know that. But this was supremely annoying. We did London Study Abroad uh, uh, my junior year of college. Oh, and did someone go to the loo? Which I, and, and the final day, the one of my like good buddies there, the final day we're all hanging out together because you know how you do on your last day on like such an important part of your, you know, childhood life or what you, you, yeah. you like are all this group of people you just around each other all day at the pub, just really soaking in London for the last day. And she decided she loved the London experience so much. She loved her time there that she was going to spend the entirety of the final day speaking in a bad British accent. And it was really fucking annoying. And I really think that's what happened here. She just literally is like, I love the Spanish language so much. It's so wonderful. The culture. I just really click sure, she, with this. She loves the culture. And I do feel that it came from a place of respect. Like, I do think that she loves it. So she just started speaking in that accent. And then uh, it just sort of snowballed from there. And like, so I had a friend who lived in uh, who lived in the UK for like a long, long time, like almost 10 years, maybe 10 years. And, you know, so over her time living there, it, she didn't get like a, she didn't start being like, cheerio, pip, pip. Hello, but like, oh, morning. But when we would talk, like I would notice, of little course. Little things. That, you know, little of things. Course. But of course, right? Like that happens to all of us. You know, I moved to Minnesota. I started talking more like a Minnesotan, moved to New York. And especially if you talk to, you know, people from New York for, you know, and if that's who you hang out with, you start picking up, you know, turns of phrase and cer say certain words a certain way. And so... I get that. I'm also extremely monolingual. And so, you know, I know switching back and forth for, you know, for people who are bilingual, you know, it can be like I at work, I used to do uh, meetings with my uh, my friend who would facilitate and he's bilingual and who would co-facilitate. And so he would, you know get tripped up over different words going back and forth because he was like, it's really hard to switch. You know, you're not just, it's, you can't just like switch automatically. So in, right. th in that sense, I, but there's this video of her on the Today Show, making gazpacho, and she says, she looks at the cucumber, and she says, oh, how you say it in English? How you say it in English? <laughs> and uh, this is also making cucumber. fun of her, make, this is making fun of her acento, not making fun of Spanish people. Right. But the, the, how you say in English, right. cucumber? Cucumber, yes. And the lady with her is like, cucumber, indeed. Yes. You're so Spanish. <laughs> and and so, and I say the bilingual thing, because again, it might make, there. it might be fair that you're, if you Things, are switching yes. back and forth, you get tripped up. But to be a fucking native English speaker and be like, how you say it in English? How you say in English <laughs> is not... It is just it's but also she like was on the cover of Ola magazine multiple times on the cover of Latina magazine multiple times. And she's like, well, I never read the articles when they said in it that she is from Spain, Spain. and then she, she like she, spent time in Boston. And that's the real damning part where she's like, yes. oh, I'm from there and I lived in Boston for a while as opposed to I'm from Boston and I lived in Spain for a while. And I think that's the real like go fuck yourself. No one's going to get that mixed up. I think that how you say Thing could just be a tick that she picked up switching between the two languages. Like I could kind of buy that, even though it really does look like she's yes. pretending to be a Spanish person, not struggling with English words. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh yeah, that's me. 
nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, have you heard the Virginia Lottery has a new Willy Wonka Golden Ticket Scratcher that has a top prize of $100,000? Tell that to my automated Golden Ticket Scratcher apparatus. You simply put the ticket in here and the machine scratches it for you. And while we wait, we can play the Willy Wonka Golden Ticket online game with a top prize of $1 million. Just visit VALottery.com or use the lottery app. That's one impressive scratcher apparatus. Use it whenever. What's mine is yours. But hands off the scratcher. That Willy Wonka Golden Ticket is all mine. In the years when we did, when we were doing, like when I was trying to become completely bilingual, I would definitely at some time say, Como se dice? Because I was so used to fucking up when I was speaking Spanish that I was used to saying como se dice while I was speaking. And then, like, especially when I was talking to people at work and I was going back and forth between English and Spanish. But also, I would be like, oh, Jesus Christ. I would say that to myself where it's like, uh, because I'm not a native Spanish speaker, that to say something like that while I'm speaking, I am aware of the fact that I don't say como se dice in my normal speaking, like not normal, when I'm speaking English all the time. Right. And it just, again, it's like, you know, I, I feel like, and she says, oh, you know, my my accent picks up depending on my emotions. So I taught, you know, I my work for 11 years I worked with, uh, most of my coworkers were bilingual Spanish and English and most of my students were ba- bilingual Spanish and English. And it was so funny doing improv with these. Bi- I had a, a like these three amazing years where I taught improv to the to a, a group of bilingual uh, Spanish and English middle school boys, and they loved improv. And they would start scenes in English, and then if their characters would get mad in the scene, they would sp- switch to Spanish. And I always thought it was so funny. And they were like, "No, Miss, it's so much funnier to be angry in Spanish." Like, and they would say, "Like, I associate certain emotions. Like, certain emotions are more fun to express in Spanish, or or certain emotions are more fun to express in English." Like, it was so fun to listen to bilingual people talk about their relationship with, you know expressing themselves in a different language or even if they're essentially native speakers to both growing up growing up speaking both they might you know struggle to find the right word and what whatever like all of that is interesting but her this again none of that is what's happening here she is a, a white lady from boston who spends a lot of time essentially i think vacationing in spain and and living in spain Going back and forth, learning the language to her credit. But like, so for example, my absolute favorite fucking quote from this New York Times piece today is uh, she, so she has repeatedly said that her family has roots in Spain. And so to read from the, from the Times article, she says, though she has said her family has roots in Spain, she said she was speaking colloquially. These people who I call my family. I am learning in this particular situation, I have to say, people we who we have considered to be our family. So she was like, <laughs> essentially say, like, imagine if I was like, I have I have roots in in Queens and North Carolina. Yeah, I have I have good friends 
from Queens. I'm from Dubuque, Iowa, but I have roots in yeah, Queens right. and North Carolina because they're they're good friends. They're like family. Are they my family? No, but I no, have roots. No, but they're like yes. family. Yes, I can do a, I mean, a I southern accent. You give me four fireball shots when I am in Palm <laughs> Harbor, Florida, and I start saying fireball. I'll, I'll call fireball instead because if, if you're having drink that much fireball about people, I call fireball. I'm gonna call fireball. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it maybe it, it helps that it's also it, it it just happens to be arrogant as fuck. Alec Baldwin's wife, and uh, you know, I I think that kind of helps out a little bit. I, I definitely uh, remember on the SNL where Biden was reelected at the end when he held up the sign that just said "You're welcome." Because apparently he's the reason why uh, Biden won the election uh, with his uh, Trump impression. It, I, you know, it just makes it a little just... bit easier for me to be like, you know what? Cool. Like if it was like Tom Hanks' wife, or, you know what I mean? I'd be like, bum. <laughs> Rita Wilson is beautiful and perfect. Um, I just, it is more, I think, I feel that it is very humorous because she's been called out so hard. And also the fact that, I mean, I'm telling you, it has been... 16 hours and she has an an interview in the New York Times that shows the kind of pull this woman has we don't have to feel bad for her and she, like, can, and, is, she is in the, the interview the interview is is really worth reading because she is like a trapped rabbit in the interview she's like well it's because i really believe in boundaries i just didn't want to drag my parents into it and where my parents are from that's really nobody's business like like the essentially being like i said i was from spain because i didn't want to i wanted to protect my parents privacy who are american and i was born in america like you know and the times article is so funny because it's like miss baldwin who you know, whose Instagram is filled with pictures of her in her underwear doing, uh, you know, pregnancy selfies and advertising her baby in uh, diaper ads, you know, and it's like, okay, so you're going to do this whole thing about boundaries and you essentially you're saying you pretended to be a Spanish lady because of boundaries to protect your parents privacy. Well, now everyone is calling your parents to be like, are you Spanish? And are you? They're like, no comment. Because because then also Alec Baldwin's um, it's it's like vague booking the like response or interview. You know what I mean? Like it's this weird like, yeah, that quote in itself. One of the most important places to start is the idea of boundaries. So it's literally just like trying to fill as much space yes. with bullshit as yeah. humanly possible just to like make the interviewer feel like an adequate response was given. Cause also Alec Baldwin went on like a little like eight minute talk on. And I, I, I saw quotes from that. I could try to pull them up. But it was the same kind of bolster. It was like, for her, the belief of a thing is important in the sense of knowing it. Like, it's like when you don't know the answer to, uh, when, when you, yeah, when you don't have anything for the essay, so you just make up like a full paragraph of bullshit. Oh, yeah. Add in those extra words. I remember that's what Shakespeare did. The thought of Spain is a good place to begin the concourse and <laughs> her Instagram video is the same too. It's so funny. Her Instagram video is like, yeah, so, you know, am I Hillary? Yes. In Spain, do they call me Hilaria? Yes. Did I just bring that into the rest of my life? 
I don't understand Maybe. why everyone's so upset. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, it's, I, yeah, I don't know. And I guess I'm sure there's people out there that are legitimately upset. Um, but I will just laugh at this and laugh and laugh and laugh at this. I mean, and I get why, like, I understand why people are upset. It is just, especially down to the fact that of how many articles I've read, it's like, she's also been on the cover of Latina magazine, right. which. Yeah. We know that, like, like if you if you say if you claim you are from Spain, um, you're all you're not a Latina. There right. is a uh, yeah. a historical <laughs> difference between the two, and the fact that you don't even know that, right? Correct. Um, should probably mean something. <laughs> Look, we needed a new one. Lori Laughlin just got out of jail. We needed you're someone right. new. We need, we need a, new a new rich upset. <laughs> I do also really, I do kind of enjoy the fact that, so there is a dancer, his name is Alexander Reichtus, who danced with Hilaria from 2006 to 2009. And he even says, the whole Hilaria thing is hilarious to me. I understand why she did it. It was always her desire to be considered Spanish. She had roots in Spain. Her brother lives there. She visited a lot. But Hillary is a very good, strong name. So why would you change that when you were born here and you weren't born in Spain? I'm from Russia. I have a lot of nicknames in Russian, but I'm still Alexander when I come <laughs> back to the United States. I think it's just kind of funny that this man gave this quote to the New York Times <laughs> while he laughed about it. Oh, um, one of my but favorite uh, tweets was like, oh, Hilaria Baldwin's going to bring this to the red table or as she would call it, La Roja Mesa. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I hope she's on the red table, which we didn't even talk about this last time, Molly, the fact that I have finally drug you into being obsessed with the red table, which I try to not talk about in here because I really do. I know that this is a dumb, even dumb reason. I hate Facebook. I think Facebook is truly evil. Um, But the red table talks is one of the few things I think of why I think I think it might be the only reason why I keep my Facebook is so that I could watch the Red Table Talks and I'm obsessed with it. I want to make something just like it. You dragged me in and you've been talking about this for months and I was like, OK, OK, I like Willow Smith. I like Jada Pinkett Smith. But then it was the the what's her face. I can I think of her name. Lori Laughlin's kid, um, Olivia Jade. Um, yes. And she went on Red Table Talk and I watched the whole thing and I was I just fell in love with that family. Like they it is such a good show. And I know that that's what you've been saying, but it's so fucking good. It, and they have fun TikToks together. But like they're all just like they're really, really good interviewers. And like uh, yes. grandma, I don't know her name. I just keep calling her grandma. But she was like. It was so interesting to watch Olivia Jade go on this because, of course, she's essentially like, you know, the photo, like the the poster child for, you know, uh, white privilege um, because of what Lori Laughlin did. And um, grandma was like, I didn't want to talk to her. I don't care about this girl. She's going to be fine. I don't think that we should be wasting our time on her. Um, there's like nothing interesting about her. And Jada Pinkett Smith was like, well... I actually like thought about Willow a lot when I was reading this and grandma was like, don't you even bring Willow into this. This has nothing to do with her. And Willow's sitting there like it was like, but, but Jada Pinkett Smith was like, you know, children of privilege, children of celebrity, like, and what parents will do for their children. It was a fascinating conversation. And now I'm a complete fucking convert and I follow them all on Instagram. So many of the episodes are so brutally fast. Honestly, 
the of course besides the fact that this is a very important like the 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 Pinkett Smith family is a important to us as a pop culture society I would say that like they are up there with the Kardashians of quote American pop culture royalty but just in general to watch three generations of women talking from one family really interests me and how fluid the conversation is especially between Jada Pickett Smith and her name is Adrian Banfield Norris thank you I didn't want to keep calling her grandma but that conversation where I can't imagine talking to my mother as openly as she does to her mother and as Willow Smith does to her mother. I get jealous of seeing that people have that relationship. I do. I really do. I, and I'm very close to my, I mean, I talk to my mom for at least an hour every other day. And yet still, I am envious of the relationships between these three generations of a family, of a very interesting family we will do the pop history of the smiths i have been wanting to do it for a while but that's gonna be a big undertaking because i'm obsessed with how they've raised their children it's so interesting and for me it's the generational thing you know it's like yes you know being close to my parents but like not, you know having like when i see families that have that kind of intergenerational closeness which is why it's nice that my kids get to see you know my parents all the time because I just didn't see my grandparents that much like and you know and but but also right it's not just the it's the it's the just complete openness like that 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 Willow and her mom and her to to imagine being a, a very very young person you know somebody in your 20s and being like the people I speak most openly with are my mom and my grandma is just like such a fascinating it's like model of family yeah that is so I think that is really you know alien for a lot of people um would you guys hold and we lost you no that's fine it is great no no I'm just I'm just uh I'm opposite of doom scrolling twitter right now because I really want to talk about Eve six guy Eve six guy oh my god (laughs) this is the best I am now definitely following the shit out of this guy uh, Jackie, if you want to explain what's happening here, uh, it's pretty amazing. So y'all remember Eve 6? Round the beautiful oblivion, rendezvous, I'm through with you. Rendezvous, I'm through with you, by the way, to me is the one of the most annoying lyrics ever in a How song dare I've you? ever heard of. I love life. Eve 6. I've <laughs> seen Eve 6 multiple times. You guys will always hear about the time when my mom threw away my Eve 6 shirt that uh, said Timey to a bedpost with a picture <laughs> of a stick figure tied to a bedpost and I and my mom got rid of it after I saw Eve 6 and I was devastated. <laughs> I couldn't believe she would get rid of my shirt that I saved up money and spent $20 for. So she gave me the $20 back and said, I don't want you wearing that trash. Um, but that's a, a whole other discussion max collins who is the ginger boy from eve six i who i i think that is part of the reason why i have always been in love with gingers and yeah no but most people don't care about eve six however max collins just joined twitter and he had never been on twitter before and what did he do start spreading tea about early 2000s other alt-rock bands, and I followed it 
fervently. It's so funny. I, I've, I've sp- I, just to start it off before getting into the tea about the other bands, this quote, this tweet. Imagine if the worst diary entry you ever wrote as a teenager <laughs> went double platinum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was what brought me into this. Oh, so Go funny. Ray Z, one of, uh, one of his tweets. The third eye blind guy had me fake arrested by a real cop in Alabama on tour because the night before I'd taken a big jar of candy from the front desk and said, I'm the singer of third eye blind. I can do whatever I want. (laughs) And they called his room at 3 a.m. telling him to give the candy back. So he's just on Twitter dishing hot goss from (laughs) 20 years ago um it, it is so good also my favorite touch is that he it, because no one would know these people's names it's the third eye blind guy the spin <laughs> doctors guy like he knows their names he's worked with all of them but it's but he knows we would only know them as the spin doctors spin guy doctors guy <laughs> it's so it's so funny i feel like between the eve six on twitter Plus my weird witch, I, I will only briefly get into it to save you guys, of the Scott Stapp worm time I went down this week. And then sent us down. It was interesting, yeah. I, I went down the, I went to, because you were like, you don't need to read this stuff. But if you have a little extra time and then cut to me just being like, wow, he really went on a journey. <laughs> really <laughs> went on. So we were talking to a friend of ours from our Twitch community who is amazing. And their name is Metal Flack. And they work as a publicist for amazing bands. And we were making jokes about Scott Stapp, who they've worked with before. And Scott Stapp is currently, apparently, about to portray Frank Sinatra in a Ronald Reagan biopic that is going to be starring Dennis Quaid coming out next year. Did you just wrap your brain around what I just said? (laughs) So Scott Stapp is playing Frank Sinatra in Reagan. So So if you listened to Creed and you thought, you know, this really reminds me... Of listening to old blue eyes. If if anybody has a voice as good as the guy from Creed, it's Frank Sinatra. You know, if if that is your framing, then this is the film for you. I will watch it because, as you guys know, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Creed. I've seen them multiple times, and I really did though. It was like what has been going on with Scott Stapp. And I did include in this week's links uh, some of what happened with Scott Stapp. It's actually a very interesting, very upsetting story of a man that got very famous who struggles very much with mental illness. Yeah. He is he was he was an undiagnosed bipolar. It, it was, it, he ended up finding God. There's a lot of like there was which I didn't even realize. There was a leaked sex video of him and Kid Rock getting yeah. beaches in a tour bus that he had to try and stop. And like of course, we've always made jokes about Scott Stapp. But it he's had a rough go with shit. And I can't really imagine Becoming as famous as he was, as brutally mentally unstable as he was, and didn't know it, 
and have to go through all of it in front of everyone. And that's really hard. And again, I'm 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 not a big I'm not really big into organized religion, but if that is something that found gave him solace in helping him get his life back on track, mazel mazel. <laughs> you fucking you you do you, baby. But now I think I have to watch him as Frank Sinatra in the Ronald Reagan biopic. Oh, 100%. I I can't believe it's a Ronald Reagan. That's the weirdest part. Because my my brain stopped reading at Scott Stapp as Frank Sinatra. I didn't get to the rest of the sentence, which was at a Ronald Reagan biopic. So that is the part that's really tripping me up. But also Eve Six Guy tweeted, I have nothing but love for the third eye blind guy. He's such an asshole. It's almost generous. I wish rock stars were still like that still existed. Like there's an entertainment value to his abject shitty personality that's completely (laughs) missing in today's culture. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. I love that he admires like how much of a fucking asshole he is (laughs) as a lead singer of a band. That's so funny though. It is a weird uh, Weird Hollyay thing of ever of this like early two thousands famous people coming out uh, around right now, and you know what? I'll take it okay. because you gotta be souping me if you're gonna tell me this was an easy Hollyay for literally anybody. <laughs> uh, very difficult times, and if I'm gonna go ahead and lose my brain into what happened to Scott Stapp or. What's going on with the Eve Six guy? And has anything changed his existence in the past 20 years? The answer is no. And isn't that kind of fun? It is kind of fun. But you know what else is kind of fun? What? What? This week's Celebrity Conspiracy. (gasps) Hit me with the share. Do you you believe believe in? That Gucci Mane is a clone? What? Yes, it's Clone Corner. We've got another clone theory celebrity clones is like the number one i feel like theory uh this one came in from lucia thank you so much lucia page seven podcast at gmail.com that's page the number seven podcast at gmail.com and here is the theory uh first of all a little background radrick delantic davis also known as gucci Mane, is a pioneer of the trap music subgenre of hip-hop out of atlanta he is known for his albums such as trap house and trapathon and back to the trap house However, he was also moonlit as a he also moonlit as a drug dealer, which is one of the many reasons he ended up serving a couple years in prison. That and like maybe killing someone, and there's a whole there's a lot of stuff going on. But either way, this is where we get the, the clone. Many feel that the man who left prison is not in fact the real Gucci Mane, and that he is instead a clone created by the CIA, with many feeling that the intent was to whitewash trap music. Here's the evidence. <gasps> The first piece of evidence is that some on Twitter noted he doesn't seem to have his ice cream tattoo on his face anymore. Then on a website called thingsyouthink.com, an article appeared with a quote from a rapper named Lil Boozy, who claimed that the man who left prison is, quote, not the real Gucci man. Lil Boozy said, that ain't the real Gucci. We both sitting in the studio and he seemed lost after his show at Mansion. He called me Herman. (laughs) (laughs) In a video post on social media, Gucci said, and I quote, I will never support nor deny those accusations. Whoa. Uh, The evidence against is this, just in case uh, you need some unconvincing. There is a quote from uh, Janine Joseph, a spokesperson for the National Human Genome Research Institute. (laughs) What a great quote. (laughs) 
who says, despite several highly publicized claims, human cloning still appears to be fiction. There's currently no solid scientific evidence that anyone has cloned human embryos, apparently because of something called spindle proteins, whatever. <laughs> spindle <laughs> proteins? Perhaps he just got his life together after prison? Nope. Probably clones. So wow. I leave it up to you guys. I love what that they think? got a fucking gene expert to weigh and be like, it's actually <laughs> in a BuzzFeed article. In a, bu- a BuzzFeed article, no less, too. That's yeah, apparently, so good. Apparently, the spindle proteins are very hard to reproduce scientifically, Whoa. and it's something very specific to humans. Have, have can take it at what you will, but of course, why would the CIA be like, "Hey, we're making people over here"? You think they'd keep that close to the hip? Yeah, you'd think that they wouldn't be fucking splashing that on everybody's mindscapes. Uh, what do you think, Molly? It's hard because I'm not very familiar with this particular celebrity, but uh, <laughs> I am going to say, Molly, you don't listen to <laughs> trap, famous trap. Rapper Gucci Mane. That's I. You ain't I got the time. I would have thought you'd be a maniac. Uh, <laughs> I like trap music. Maniac. Yeah, yeah. Gucci maniac. Yeah. Um, but I am gonna say I believe, and I don't believe that genome sequencing person because she <laughs> sounds like a paid shill. Yeah, she does sound like she was probably a part of the voting fraud too that happened or whatever. Oh my uh, what god! About you? You're right. <laughs> Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The savings rock when you find a new way to roll, like sharing the ride to work. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near you. It's easy and free. Plus, you can get cash and other rewards for carpooling, up to $600 a year. Get rolling on a new way to work with Rideshare. Register today at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. That's commuterconnections.org. Some restrictions apply. What about you, Jackie? If there is something I learned from watching Multiplicity, it is that <laughs> this is not only possible, but very easily done. And yes, I also believe. All right. Make another Gucci main. There you make go. Make 20 of them. There you know, you go. I think there's not enough trap music out there. And I'd and love they, to see operatic Gucci main. I'd love to see, you know, sure. con- country folk Gucci main. Country you know I mean? main. I think it sounds great. <laughs> yeah. If every clone is a different genre, that. Yeah. That's, yeah. real. That's a great make that movie. Did we just write that movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Multiplicity, but movie. where Gucci each- Main Edition? <laughs> Multiplicity colon the Gucci Main Edition. The Gucci Main Edition. I think about Multiplicity, and I know that I reference it on here often. Often, I think about it. I think once a week. It is something I think about all the time. It is very problematic. It is not good, and I. Watch it at least once a year. Can I introduce <laughs> another theory to bring it all back together in a little bow? What Please. if? What if Hilaria is actually 
the Spanish clone oh of Hillary. Oh my God, yes. yes. All day. Yes. There you go. A hundred percent yes. That's most likely what happened. What if we all have a clone <laughs> who is also our own race, but just has slightly more cultural cachet, you know? God, that would yes. be great. That would be so great. Imagine all of us dancing in a music video <laughs> to one of my many viral songs that I imagine would come out if, like, Venezuelan Jackie hit the scene. <laughs> like, imagine how fucking spicy and beautiful I would be. Now, before we get onto the list, I do want to throw a couple of thank yous out there for some suggestions that were thrown my way at page7podcast at gmail.com because Heather T., suggested that I listen to the Tales from the Crypt Christmas album, which is amazing. I immediately became obsessed with it, and I love it too because you definitely said it is not for everybody. You said, on a side note, not everyone will enjoy this album. It can be pretty fucked up and is definitely not for small children, but you know what it was for? Jackie Zabrowski, and I can't <laughs> thank you enough. I also want to j send a quick shout out to Charlie, who sent Henry and I a savory fish pudding recipe, because um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but for the LPN show last week, Henry duped me because we were doing a good pud, and he said, you should come over. Uh, I've got pudding, and we'll do a good pud episode. He didn't have good pud. He had no pudding. He had meat sauce. He had cold Ooh. meat sauce that he gave me as a savory pudding, quote unquote, which it was. It's not a savory pudding. It's yeah. meat sauce. Yeah. But we ate cold meat sauce and did an episode of the LPN show. And Henry really wanted to do a savory fish pudding. So uh, I just want to say, Charlie, thank you so much. We didn't make the salmon mousse, but we thought oh, about it. God. Wow. All that. And by the way, just heat up the, why did you just heat up the sauce? He, you'd think he would heat it up, but he wanted it to be a pudding. He wanted it to be like a gazpacho. Oh, and one sla last. Smacked him. I would have smacked him. I'd be like, I'm fucking putting it in, in English. I'm putting this in the microwave, yeah, psycho. <laughs> it was meat sauce. Hey, man, I'm putting this in the fucking microwave for a minute. <laughs> no, I did that? eventually make him uh, warm it up. Oh, okay. And I also <laughs> want to send a quick thank you to Christine who sent in a picture of her as a young when her older cousin dated Mario Lopez. <gasps> now, what? We, last week, if you guys listened, we watched Holiday in Handcuffs, and we had a lot to say about Mario Lopez. And this beautiful soul, it was in the late 90s, they say, this pick is from the summer of 99, and apparently Mario Lopez incredibly nice. He let my little cousin and me hang out in his makeup trailer and had Looney Tunes temporary tattoos ready for us. My brother got to be set security for the day with their regular motorcycle security dude. Just a really lovely guy, a very fun summer, and my, uh, well, she also said, my all-time favorite outfit because she was wearing a very cute outfit in the picture. But wow. he took a picture with like the cousins of the person he was dating. And I That's thought that so was, nice. you know what? We threw a lot of shade on Mario Lopez last week. And I just want to say thank you for sending in this story because it did That's make so me like, oh. Nice. Also, I did watch Feliz Navidad, Jackie. So, how did you feel about it? Uh, it was rough. Yeah. 
No, rough. I sent my dad also a shirt that said Feliz Navidad on it, and he really liked it. And everyone at the Publix liked it because he made everyone look at him and went, Feliz Navidad. <laughs> and he did that at every single person at the Publix. And they all loved it. But now it's time for the list. Oh, oh who's on the list? Jackie, Jackie gotta, gotta have, have that, that list. list. We are doing actors who refuse to do the weirdest things. Now, we didn't get into this because uh, we were talking about Hilaria Baldwin, but I found this list because Jeff and I have been rewatching all of the Batmans, including the animated Batman movies, uh, going on a bit. Oh, my God. We watched... We watched Batman Forever last night. It is definitely 40 minutes too long. Uh But there was one of those movies that I watched 100 million times as a kid. And we were watching through all of them. And I found this list because in Batman Returns, Michelle Pfeiffer claimed after it, she would never put a bird in her mouth again. Because what I in watching it, it makes a lot of sense. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman put a real bird inside of her mouth in that scene. And she realized later that she could have gotten a lot of diseases and that that was something that she would never do again. So this is also fun, especially if you listen to our pop history that's coming out next week on the Razzies. Yeah, we talk about Lilo quite a bit. And apparently, Lindsay Lohan won't kiss Charlie Sheen. In this movie they were in together, which was, yes, Scary Movie 5, they were both contractually obligated to be cold, sore, free (laughs) when they filmed together, or else Lindsay Lohan would not kiss him. What I think is so funny about this is that it makes it clear that not only did Lindsay Lohan say, hey, I won't kiss him unless he's cold sore free, but Charlie Sheen also said, I won't kiss her unless she's cold sore free. Wow. <laughs> Which I think is kind of... <laughs> They're just both animals. They're just, just both animals. Yeah. Animals, especially. And now this made me think of you, Molly, because Molly sent us over the holidays about Kirk Cameron doing the openly won't wear a mask while they're doing it in no mask protestation while they were caroling. And Molly sent the article to us and was like, oh, well, at least what we said about Kirk Cameron was completely right because this is horrible. But also Kirk Cameron will only kiss his wife (laughs) on screen. He said he wouldn't kiss his on-screen wife unless his real wife, Chelsea Noble, subbed in for this brief silhouetted smooch wow. in the movie Fireproof. He also had lots of issues with his character entertaining the idea of divorce. Yikes. Ugh. That means he cheats on his, I bet he cheats on his wife constantly. That's like. I mean, so, that's what that is. That's, I don't know. That's some Mike Pence, like how Mike Pence won't like have dinner with a woman unless it's his wife. <sighs> Well, that and the fact, doesn't he call his wife mother? Yeah. Right? Isn't it that? Like, yeah, that's a whole other version of an unhealthy <laughs> thing. I bet you, I guarantee you, if he if it wasn't like he cheated on her and then they worked through it, he just cheats on her all the time. <laughs> like, Yeah, it I just means just, you're I, so I, I, horny 
that yeah, you're like, if if I even admit that I can be horny for somebody else, then the floodgates will open and I'll be yes. so horny for everybody else so that I'll never horny. be able to put it back in the box. So it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's the say it's the pastor, you know, condemning uh, homosexuality and meth, and then doing all of those things in a hotel room that night. It is mm. the same. It is one to one. Please, people. Hilarious. Well, in the same way where I would never hold it against anyone like Denzel Washington who refuses to go topless in a movie. If you don't want to go topless, don't go topless. But it is, I feel, a little weird. So this is this is concerning the movie Mo Better Blues that Spike Lee tried to get Denzel Washington to take off his top. But Denzel Washington said it would be unbecoming of a family man huh. to take off his shirt. And that's really where, where it's like, if you don't want to take off your shirt, don't take off your shirt. But unbecoming of a family man makes it like this weird issue of, yeah, but if a man takes off his shirt, then that means other things about him. Where I don't feel that it does. I am also not, I don't feel the same prudish qualities about nudity or about what you wear I do feel very differently about that and I don't think it is unbecoming of any person to not have their shirt on especially if they're getting paid for it I think that it, I think that it's even I think it's even more okay and I think it's more it should be more encouraged but maybe you know that's me but it's also the reason why Denzel Washington why Will Smith wouldn't kiss another man yeah. in six degrees of separation. So now Will Smith has said, I regret it now. He said the, the decision was immature on my part, but he caved to peer pressure from Denzel Washington, who told him, don't be kissing no man. Mm, Denzel, two strikes. Two strikes. Jeez. Yeah, that's pretty reactionary on Denzel's part. Also, yeah, like to be like, oh, a family man can't have a shirt off. Come on now, yeah, like what? that's it's just it's just reactionary. It's just like, going back to that's like some Cosby shit. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. again makes me feel like you probably somewhere in there are a piece of shit privately. Yeah, which if you are not aware of what Bill Cosby did to the specifically the young actresses on the Cosby Show of how they had to go a very specific line of what he allowed them to do and what he allowed them to be oh, or yeah. else he would get them kicked off the show. Right. Oh, and, and uh, uh, you know, the whole thing with Eddie Murphy and telling oh, him how yeah, to yeah. do comedy. Yeah, he was all respectability politics. Pull up your pants yeah. and all of that, yeah. you know, all, all of that. that, like, Don't yeah. curse. Just right. Anybody who's, like, weird about cursing, it's just like, you know, it's like it's one thing if it's like a like a Seinfeld thing, like he doesn't curse in his act, but he doesn't care if fucking other people curse in their act. But like when you're like, no one should curse, you're doing something with the blinds closed. Right. Or if it has to do with your definition <laughs> of like being a man. And I get that, like, you know, yeah. everyone has to like work through their own like things around masculinity. But right. If it's like, oh, no, a man can't have his shirt off. A man can't kiss another man. It's like, OK, Denzel, I think you need to be in therapy. Uh, oh, it's also in how you come about it, where I remember specifically when my mom would talk to me that not that she would be upset when I would curse, but she would tell me that she thought it was lazy when I cursed. She's like, can't you think of other words to say that it would eviscerate a person rather than cursing? She's like, I just think that you're smarter than cursing all the time. And there was something about that 
that changed my tune where you're like, you're uh -huh. right. Yes. I can be more creative with how I speak and not have to curse, but that's how you do it. That's how you get someone to change. And in Jackie's case, sometimes like on the streams, it's not about saying curse words. It's about vigorously grabbing your breasts. Grabbing and my breasts. Jumping up and down. And, and you don't have to say a word. Speaking of grabbing my breasts, if you are listening to this and it is early enough, please come and join Holden and I for the cock and New Year's Eve stream that yes. we will be doing on New Year's Eve from 9, 9 p.m. to midnight ET. Uh, so a little bit later, it's, we're starting when we usually stop Japanese, but that's because we want to be, be with you guys through the ball drop. And we'll celebrate. So to go, obviously, a, a little past midnight, because we'll, of course, be singing the song that they sing about the old man or whatever it is. And then, what, you know, <laughs> clinking our glasses. Oh, but, my God. Uh, Can it be Old Lang Syne by Dan Fogelberg? See, I wanted to start this episode with the Old Lang Syne by Dan Fogelberg. Again, if you like um, sad, slow music, listen to I do. Old Lang Syne by Dan Fogelberg. And it, the, the song starts off with, Met my old lover in the grocery store. The snow was falling Christmas Eve. And it's all about um, seeing someone that he used to love and going on the journey in their mind of where they have come since their love ended. But I will end this list right now with Robert Pattinson. Because I recently saw the movie Good Time, which please, please, please watch the movie Good Time with Robert Pattinson. If you are not like a stan of Robert Pattinson, uh, you won't even recognize Robert Pattinson in this movie. But Robert Pattinson wouldn't touch a dog penis because in the scene in the movie Good Time, where his character is supposed to crank a dog's wanker, the director and the dog's trainer were trying to convince Robert Pattinson to do it for real. And Robert Pattinson refused. He said, I will do it, but I will do it on a prosthetic. I will not touch the dog like that. Makes me love him even more. Yeah, that's nice. He was he was in the right. He's completely in the right. Um, and funnily enough, Denzel was willing to do that. <laughs> also, hilaria enough, guys. I think that I uh, have lost enough vision that I think that I'm Blind. going uh -oh. <laughs> blind. I know you gotta be stupid, me. I can't see him. Oh, the blinds. You gotta love them. They come and they go, and they never blow. Sometimes they blow, but you never know. Wow. Here's blind number one. <laughs> the amount of cash this network is throwing at the three named actress just for a, pa uh, a past its prime reboot is astonishing. It is also about 10 times the amount being offered to the other leads, minus the one who the three named actress once killed off the show. It's not Sarah Jessica Parker? Yes. Who did they kill? They want to kill. Who, do, so, who does she want to Samantha. kill off the show? Yeah, uh, Kim Cattrall, right? Kim Cattrall, yeah. Yes! Yeah, yeah. I guess she's going to be making 10 times more than Kristen Davis and Cynthia Nixon, but uh, apparently HBO Max is pursuing a limited series with no Cattrall, who spoke very publicly about not being interested in a third movie, Whoa. saying, I played it past the finish line and then some, and I loved it. And another actress right. should play it and suggested it be a black or Hispanic actress to take her place. Whoa. She's right again. Yeah, which I think but is... Fine. Also, then why? Kill her but, off, though. Make it like a Joker thing. She like falls in a vat of like 
green acid. You know what I mean? Then she comes out. I, mean, and she's I have just been like, watching a lot of Batman. Yeah. It'd be- <laughs> I mean, it, it's Kim Cattrall is right because that horse is dead. It is yeah. dead. You're I'm talking sorry. about Sarah Jessica Parker? I, oh, oh. Dead, I, I made her. that joke in the round It was being a dead Sarah Jessica Parker. I, anyway. I, love, I love Sex in the City. And a, a confession I don't know if I've made on the show, probably, is that every New Year's I watch Sex in the City 1, the movie, because oh, good timing. like a... Uh, Extended old legs high in sequence where she on New Year's she runs over to be uh, with Miranda, um, and so I just got in a weird habit of watching it every New Year's. And I, fucking, I love this. Yeah, I love I love that show, but it was a product of its time. There are certain oh, episodes yes. that need to be burned and never played again. And um, oh <laughs> yeah, I feel and, like in another ten years or so they could do a really cool like Golden Girl. Like they should actually just call it the remake of Golden Girls and have it just be Golden Sex in the City and I think that's what it should be that could be kind of cool like if they all say fuck it and end up in a you know home together without men and and just kind of doing their thing like I think that could actually be fascinating but yeah I think we still need more time that bun needs to stay in the oven yeah, or, or or do a total, you know, kind of, I guess, new Say by the Bell style reboot of it where it's just like, let's actually uh, acknowledge that this was like very, very nice and good, but also just 100% white and straight. And we could do like a version where it's like, you know, more people of color and queer people and trans people uh, and just, but that will, it's just, it's just... Kim Cattrall is right, and I'm sorry. I'm always going to be Team Cattrall on this one, even though I get it. Yeah, I just I, I will I, say, I, I I'm do. a Samantha. What can I say? I'm the, a Samantha. The problem is, I still like Sarah Jessica Parker, though. So it's like I feel like in my brain, it's not an either or. I think that both of them really slammed heads against each other. But you have to remember, they've been working together for now. Generation. <laughs> of course, there's going to be fucking issues. And Sarah Jessica Parker's career went in a very different place than Kim Cattrall's did. Of course, there's going to be issues between them. I don't know if I want to see the reboot. Yeah. I think that no. we can just leave it. Leave but it. I will watch it if it's me. <laughs> but I've never seen, I've seen Sex in the City one of the movie like probably 20 times. I have never once seen two, and I won't. It's apparently, it's terrible. Because it. it's racist. Uh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's very bad. Quite think, racist. Uh, I've also never seen it. Yeah, don't do it. Don't go to the Middle East. <laughs> just don't do a reboot in the Middle East. So no. some things just need to not be made. Um, absolutely. Uh, here we go. The second blind item. This next blind item is kind of almost like one of those like not blinds. I just thought it was kind of cool. Because uh, it's like opposite of what you normally hear. Uh, this back in the day, A-list tweener turned singer is in a magazine with uh, this month topless. And it was completely her idea. And said she would only do the interview if they would publish topless photos of her. A-list tweener. Now big deal singer. Oh, so this is back in the day. Back in the day tweener, now Big deal, a listing. Miley Cyrus. Yeah, she recently posed topless for the cover of Stone. I literally, there wasn't a ton with the blinds, and I just thought it was hilarious that she's like, I'm only doing it if I can be naked on that cover. I want to be naked on <laughs> it. I want to be naked on it. It's kind of, that's pretty rock and roll. I think that's I pretty fun. Um, I love she looks her. great. I love her. Yeah. 
I She's can't great. help but love her. her. I'm only I doing can't. it if you let my breast be front and center on that cover of that <laughs> thing. Yeah. Uh, but either way. Um, all right. Here's the final blind. <clears throat> I saw this A-plus list mostly movie actor in Boston in 2009. I do not read your blog, but my friend does, and I'm willing to, to uh, and I'm writing to you in on her advice. I worked in the North End, basically Boston's Little Italy at the time, and the actor came into my store, asked if we sold whole fish. Yes! I told him. Yes! yes! <laughs> no, this is different, guys. This is the same thing. <laughs> no! <laughs> I told yeah. him no. We were a small shop. We only had a limited selection of fillets, and he became agitated and asked if I knew where he could buy a whole fish. I directed him to a store around the corner, and he left in a huff. It was weird and happened so quickly, I didn't have time to process it. Unbelievable. Jackie, imagine <laughs> years and years and years ago, a decade ago, we were doing blind items, and they were all about John Travolta and his massages on airplanes. And now, here we are, and now every blind item has to be about fucking Tom, Tom Cruise fucking a fish. fish it's so Cruise. funny. It's so, so I, funny. I just I can't also thank say thank you enough to everyone that has written in about us trying desperately to come up with another reason of why. Well, I have one. <laughs> I have one. Uh, this what one's is it? this one's from Lauren who wrote in to the page seven podcast at gmail.com. <gasps> I was talking to my husband about the Tom Cruise blind item, says Lauren, and how he has sex with fish in the bathrooms <laughs> and grocery stores, and he had an interesting theory. What if Tom Cruise is self-conscious about the smell of his shit? So if he has to poop in public, he tries to cover the smell with a fish. I personally want to believe he's fucking them, but thought I would throw <laughs> it out there. But actually, now that I think about it, there was that one blind item where he was very anxious inside of the car. And so that wasn't a pooping in public thing. And then the, the bodyguard ran out with the whole fish, and he was incredibly excited to receive the fish. I feel like that almost made dispel the poop theory, but it is a good theory. It is a good theory. I like the theory. I enjoy the theory. I think that it is fun in the same way that I talked at length with Henry and Natalie about this theory of that. Is, I mean, Henry does seem to think that it makes a lot more sense for it to be a Scientology-based ritual of sorts. Right. I I, I think it might be. I, I think it might be a weird ritual thing. Yeah. I also love, I believe, as someone wrote in talking about maybe he's not fucking the mouth of that fish, maybe he's fucking the butt of that fish. I don't know where the butt <laughs> is on a fish. I got you can fuck any part of it. You could, you could make a hole in a you You're going to get that point. Anywhere. You're just, yeah. I don't think that we need to specify which parts of the fish yeah. he's fucking. I, yeah, exactly. You're rubbing why, your dick why against we have to get the fish. The well, dirty maybe detail. I'm just saying that, it, you know, maybe we are quick to assume that he's putting his penis inside of the hole that is in the front of the face of this fish. And I, you know what? It, I say God bless it. It's I, just, I, I, I wish that the fish would give consent, but I guess I'd rather him do that than it be towards some like a human being that doesn't consent. It's just, it's. I'm telling you, it may sound like, oh... Like, oh, I guess stuff like this comes in all the time, but like it never does. And the fact that there are continuous stories about it, you never I never see that with the blind items. Like maybe, you know, I see like a lot of updates on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. Yes. But like to this degree of, oh, my God, 
I also was in a shop and this yeah. same weird as fuck thing happened with this specific actor. It's kind of mind blowing. So it, I, I, it really is just like the genre, like plain beaches that were going on, but this is with right. a fish and it's, this is way, wait, it's way juicier because I guess it's way less potentially problematic. <laughs> this is a man fucking a fish. I mean, I guess if you believe in fishes, right. Pate is probably pissed off about this, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would, I would say, you know, I, I don't think that it, at least in most of the John Trump blind items, the person that he was having sex was consenting. Okay, yeah, yeah. I wasn't we'll there for that stuff. So I don't yeah, really know yeah, no, if it was, he, co- you know, yeah. collusion at all. It, I do think it's, it's not great to fuck a dead fish. Uh, in terms, of, I don't even. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Why not? It's a, it's a victimless crime. The fish is already is, dead. Is it? Is it? Yes, the fish is already dead. I will also say that multiple people came out, and I remember that we talked about Tom Cruise with the screaming about the mask on Mission Impossible 7, that it does seem that it is, it was a uh, PR thing that oh, he did. That it was... That bastard. Or, uh, I mean, I imagine he's upset because he also does want to make as much money as possible, but it does seem that it was a PR move for him Ugh. to be recorded while yelling at everyone for not uh, that Well, that makes sense because all my blinds were like the opposite of that leading up to it where it's like he acts like the mask is a thing, but then he doesn't follow up. Like, it was kind of like a, like a lot of that stuff kind of before uh, this yeah. where he's... Yeah, see, so I can see that. He's trying to win us over because we're all finding out about his fish fuckery. Because he has sex with fish. <laughs> and, uh, well, if there's a way to ring in the new year, it's that. Tom Cruise has sex with fish. If everyone who wears a mask also fucks fish, then, you know, that's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. I don't usually, but, you know, sometimes, man, oh, when they're... Lips are flapping. It gets me going. On that note, I think that we got to end the episode. There it is. I can see again. Acquaintance be forgotten. He fucks the fishes that he buys and leaves them in the trash. Thank you guys for joining us in this horrible year that we have experienced together. It has to get better. We have built a beautiful community. Thank you for being here with us. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at JackThatWorm. And you can also ring in the new year with beautiful Holden and myself for a cockin' New Year's Eve if you go to twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho on New Year's Eve at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hell yeah. Send your emails in. Obviously, we're reading them and using them in our show. Page7podcast at gmail.com. Page the number seven podcast at gmail.com. And of course, as you already mentioned, twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast again. How nifty is that, Molly? My name is Molly. My New Year's resolution is to be in person in the same room with you guys in 2021. And you can follow me on Instagram at MJKLCat. I love it. We love you guys. Have a great New Year's. We'll see see you in the new year. You remember? That's what we said. See you next year. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye, everybody. Bye. 
This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. This is why you watch 7 News at 5. This breaking story is happening as we speak. To get breaking news from the alert desk. When I know about it, you'll know about it first. So you're always connected with what's happening now, only on 7 News at 5.